now for this day, for this is a day in which you have made. And in spite of our conditions, in spite of our circumstances, Lord God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, we thank you for this day of rain. Lord God, we know that you are the creator. Therefore, you know what we need, when we need it, how we need it, and where we need it. Lord God, we thank you for your word that's to come forth today. And Lord God, we pray that after the sermon has been preached, that someone may yell out, what must I do to be saved? Oh God, we thank you. We, we magnify your name. We lift you up. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. If you have your Bible, there's a word found in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, verse 5 through 10. That is the book of Exodus. As the children of God was exiting out of Egypt the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 5 through 10. And it reads, And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people, and they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready a chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them a camping by the sea besides Pahahathroth and before Baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. The Bible here does not state uh, exactly what was said uh, when the children cried out unto the Lord. But in my own little world, in my imagination world, I would like to think that perhaps the children cried out 
Where do we go from here? We as Christians, when we find ourselves in a situation, when it appears there's no way out, when we as Christians find ourselves when, and our backs are up against the wall, where do we go for help? So for a subject, I want to talk for a few moments. Where do we go from here? This particular text actually begins in chapter 1, where the children of God had been captured by the Egyptians. And not only they had been captured by the Egyptians, but the children of God, they were made slaves. And if it wasn't enough that they were made slaves, the Bible tells us that the people, they, they experienced some harsh and, and unusual punishment from the slave masters. And this is simply a reminder that even though we may be Christians, even though we may have given our life to Christ, it does not matter that we will never be exempt from problems coming into our lives. That we are not exempt from, from having hardship and, and experiencing some times that are difficult in our lives. We may have faith, we may be walking with God, we may be giving our tithe and our offering, but we are not exempt from trials and tribulations. We as Christians throughout this world, that, that there are some Christians right now who are suffering. There are some Christians who are sick, and they are wondering, will they ever get well? We just had a, a harsh winter in different parts of the country, and, and there are some Christians who went through this entire winter without heat in their home. They were suffering. There are Christians who've been on a job for 20 years, and yet they go to work on Monday only to get there to find out that they've been handed a pink slip. And now they are wondering... Where will the next meal come from? But no matter what our circumstances may be, it is good to know that as Christians that we still have hope. There's hope in Christ. So here we are, that, that the children of God, they are, they are held as prisoners. They, they are slaves, and, and they are experiencing some unusual punishment, and, and, and they thought it was necessary to call for divine help. And it's a good thing that, that we can call on the name of Jesus when times get tough. And throughout the Bible, there's been many situations when, when men and women, they, they have called on the name of Jesus in a time of need. Because the Bible tells us that he's not just a help, but he is a present help 
in a time of need. So here we are. One of my favorite stories is the book of Jonah. And the Bible tells us that, that God had told Jonah that I need you to go to the land called Nineveh, and I need you to tell them that their wickedness has come up before me. And I need you to tell them that, that if they do not repent, that if they do not turn from their wicked ways, that, that, that they will be cut down. Where we know the story that Jonah refused to do what God had called him to do, so, so Jonah decided to go in a different direction. He found himself on a ship going in a different direction. And, and to make a long story short, that, that, the, that the sailors, they tossed Jonah overboard, and he found himself in the belly of a fish. And what's fascinating about this story is that, that it just simply reminds me that we serve a big God. We serve a big God, and this God that we serve, he speaks all languages. And I don't mean that he speaks English or that he speaks German or that he speaks French, but we serve a God that speaks all language of all kinds. It reminds me that when Jesus was on board of this ship and he was in the bottom of the ship and he was sleeping and, and they were just trying to get over to the other side, and the Bible said it, it arose a great storm. And the storm woke Jesus up, and he came to the top of the ship, and he spoke to the wind and told the wind, you need to behave yourself. And the Bible says that the wind ceased. That lets me know that we serve a God that speaks wind. Not only that he speaks wind, but the Bible tells us that, that the, 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 the water was were raging, and it was rocking the boat from side to side. And, and the Bible tells us that God spoke to the waters, and, and the water refused to move. Now, let's know that we serve a God that speaks water. Not only that, you, you remember the story when Joshua was here. He was getting ready to fight against the enemy, and I believe it was the Amorites. And, and he said to God, God, I believe that I can overtake the enemy, but I need more time. I, I need more daylight. And he said to God, if you could just allow the sun to just stand still, for 24 hours, then I believe that I can overtake the enemy. And don't you know that the Bible tells us that God, he, he spoke to the sun, and the sun refused to move for 24 hours. So here we are, that, that, that Jonah, he's, he's, he is in the belly uh, uh, of a fish. And, and after three days, the Bible tells that, that Jonah cried out for help. And God heard him, and, and, and when he had called out for help, the Bible tells us, which is fascinating, that, that we serve a God that speaks all languages, because when, when Jonah cried out, God heard his cry, and the Bible says that God spoke to the fish. Amen. God spoke to the fish, and that lets us know that we serve a God that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter your gender, no matter your race, that God can speak to you. And it's just a matter of will you uh, hear what he is saying. So here we are, that the children, they are made slaves, and, and, and they are experiencing some unusual punishment. And so God has heard the, the children, and he heard their cry. And, 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 
And so God, he needs somebody to go down to Egypt and, and, and he needs them to deliver his people out of the hand of Pharaoh. And oh, brothers and sisters, I just, I wish you could have been there. I, I wish you could have heard the conversation between, between Moses and, and between Moses and God. I can, I can imagine God said, Moses, that, that, that my people, they have, they have cried out for me, and, and, and I need to send someone down to Pharaoh, and I, I need for somebody to deliver my people out of the hands of Pharaoh. I can imagine Moses saying, God, I don't, I don't mind doing what you've asked me to do because, because you are God, and not only that, you are God, but I don't even belong to myself. But, Lord God, I belong to you. So, Lord, whatever you want, Lord, that I am willing to do. But I can imagine Moses saying, but, Lord, when I get there, and if somebody asks me who sent me, Lord, whom shall I say? God said, just tell them that I am, that I am sent you. So here we are, that that Moses, he, he went down to Egypt and, and he found himself face to face with Pharaoh. And he said to Pharaoh that, that my God uh, has asked me to come down and tell you to let my people go. And, and Pharaoh, being a stubborn king, he said to Moses, what God is this? that even I, Pharaoh, should obey his word. Moses said that he is the king of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But when Pharaoh had heard what Moses said, that Pharaoh, he refused to let the people go. So Pharaoh, he he went back and, and he told God what Pharaoh had said. God said to Moses, don't, don't matter what Pharaoh has said. Don't, it don't even matter what, what his plans are for my people because I'm going to send nine plagues his way. And when I send these plagues that he will truly let my people go. So the Bible tells us that God sent nine plagues and, and neither one of the plagues forced uh, Pharaoh to let God's people go. So I can imagine Moses coming back saying, Lord, that, that you sent nine plagues to Egypt and, and, and Pharaoh, he still refuses to let your people go. I can imagine God saying, well, Moses, that, that I didn't tell you everything. I need you to understand that, that the king's heart is in my hand. And, and I can turn the, the king's heart whichever way I want it to go. God said to, said to Moses that, that not only that, I have made Pharaoh's heart hard so that I can get to plague number 10. 
And the Bible says that, that God told, told Moses to go back to the land of Egypt. Go back to the land of Egypt and, and tell the people to, to find them a, a, a land without a spot or blemish. And tell them to, to kill the lamb. And, and, and after they have killed the lamb, I won't tell them to take the blood and, and put it on the upper doorpost. After they've put the blood on the upper doorpost, I want you to tell them to put the blood on the side doorpost. And this is just a reminder that it's a good thing when you're covered by the blood of Jesus. So here we are that God said, put the stain on the walls and, and on the doorposts. Because somewhere around midnight, I'm going to send a death angel through the land of Egypt. And when the death angel comes, that every firstborn will truly die. So God, not being a man that he can lie, that somewhere around midnight, that old death angel, he, he came walking through the land of Egypt. And every firstborn died. And one of the firstborns who died was, was the son of Pharaoh. He was the son of Pharaoh who was next to be on the throne of Egypt. So the Bible tells us that, that Pharaoh, he moaned three days because his son had died. And while he was mourning, he sent for Moses and said, Moses, come and, 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 and get your people and, and lead them out of my country. So as, as Moses was leading the people out of the land of Egypt. And after Pharaoh had finished mourning the death of his son, 